Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It is not fun to be laughed at. People call you bald, say you suck, that you were an accident. Let's just leave it there. You certainly don't want this same nonsense when you're watching wrestling either, which is why, of course, it happens all the time. So I'm Simon from What Culture. Remember to never pee in the shower and subscribe. This is 10 times WWE mocked what we really wanted. Number 10, The Demon. I still do not get this. Why I wouldn't call myself the biggest fan of The Demon, as I think normal Finn Balor is enough, I get it. When the world deals him a bad hand, he transforms into this creature and he kicks some ass sometimes. Whether or not Finn feels the same, I don't know, but after getting a bit sick of the main roster madness, he asked to and was transferred to NXT. When he was down there, he smashed it, reminded us all what a hero he could be, and then he returned to SmackDown. It seemed pretty good at first when he was pitched against Universal Universal Champion Roman Reigns, and then we got to Extreme Rules 2021. Now, I don't think anyone thought Balor was going to dethrone the Tribal Chief, but nobody called this, because just as Balor had gone full demon, he climbed up the top rope, and then he fell off. For some reason, the ring just buckled, allowing Roman to get the win, and this was never followed up on or explained. It also made the character look like an absolute jabroni, underlining why Finn also asked to go to NXT UK after his first excursion. I think he knew. Number nine, the summer of punk. There is a lot that you can pull apart from WWE in the summer of 2011. What we should have done is taken CM Punk and backed him to the moon, but we didn't. Instead, we kind of found ways to fight against this obvious increase in popularity. I don't know. One of the low points that rarely gets talked about, though, is his bizarre feud against The Miz and R-Truth. After taking the anti-company stance, as only Punk can, the story called for him to stand side by side with Mr. WWE or Triple H as they warred with Miz and Truth as they criticized the system. What was happening? As ever, it was just an attempt to try and quell the wave of support and was the complete opposite to what the fans wanted. Soon as we were done with Money in the Bank, CM should have been like style gold Steve Austin as he raged against anything even remotely remotely corporate. And it's not like he went full-on employee, but it was pretty obvious what was happening here. People often wonder why Punk eventually just left. Number 8, Sister Abigail. Well, this was fun, wasn't it? After years of fantasy booking who could possibly play Bray Wyatt's Sister Abigail, WWE decided to pull the trigger 
and it was really odd. Happening during a feud with Finn Balor, somebody decided it was time to introduce Abby and that the best possible option was Wyatt himself sat in his famous chair with a scarf over his head. I've still no idea what this was and it happened all the way back in 2017. Even life was aghast at this as intervened to ensure this didn't go anywhere, but honestly, if you have never witnessed this, go and watch to see if you get it and it was just the worst possible choice. Names like Paige and Liv Morgan have been batted around for years and even even if you disagreed, at least it would be a vehicle for them to try and climb the ladder. Having Bray ramble on with a veil blinding his vision was just bizarre. And you know WWE agreed as we never returned to this, and today, why isn't even employed by the company? My word. Number 7, The Brand Split Part 1 We all know the 2001 invasion wasn't exactly the dream. For years, fans had wanted WCW versus the WWF, and while we did get it eventually, it flopped and it was over in six months. If this had been done right, I'm pretty sure you could have kept it going for over a year. The powers that be knew there was something to this whole side versus side thing, though. So after World Championship Wrestling had officially gone, Vince McMahon's grand plan was the World Wrestling Federation versus the World Wrestling Federation. Now, on paper, this did make sense. Let's create our own war with the brand split as red hates blue and blue hates red. There's certainly something to that, but as we know, this did not go to plan. It started well, but before long, wrestlers were jumping ship whenever they wanted. It was only at the Survivor Series when a proper idea of a big battle was put into the forefront, and these days it's just a marketing tool. I mean, Big E just returned to Friday nights because. That was the reason, because. So there was definitely potential here, and we did see it for a brief period. It just did not last long at all. Number 6, The Brand Split Part 2. And in fact, all of it was so ridiculous it's getting its own entry. For while the likes of Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels in 2006 benefited because WWE could use their show separation to add even more gravitas to the match, most of the time there was just no integrity there was no rules no consequences you just get to november when all of a sudden one brand invaded the other and sometimes that did work don't get me wrong but as soon as you got to december it was back to the status quo as if nothing had gone down i mean talk about living week to week it is a shame as when used correctly this was clearly the right move we just never stuck to our guns which was disappointing and it's why today we should just go back to how it was before number five the john cena heel turn i do understand why w WWE never did this. Just go and Google how much money good guy John Cena was making for the company, and it's not a huge surprise. He was a cash-generating machine. So even when one side of the fan base was booing the shit out of him, the other was doubling down with their support and buying all his merchandise, and there's only one winner in that war. That doesn't mean that WWE didn't tease this, especially after WrestleMania 29, when his feud with The Rock had made Cena everything but a heel. And do you know what we got? A joke. John took his foot and wiggled the back part of it, you get the idea. And yes, it's hard to argue about why WWE did what they did, but given this is a list about mocking what fans really wanted, well, case in point. You didn't get villain Cena, what you got was lol funny funny. And really it was all okay because the man who can't be seen always brought the heat regardless, but oh, what could have been? It's never gonna happen now either. Cena has movie tickets to sell. Number four, The Authority. All of this was like the tutorial of Far Cry Blood Dragon. A good game, yes, and one that broke the fourth wall right down to mocking the idea of all titles getting you to learn its controls, while it also put you through the exact same experience. So it was nice that this trope got acknowledged, but it also took no steps to offer an alternative. Say hello to The Authority. The whole reason this took up more screen time was to fight back against Daniel Bryan's incredible rise to the top, with the idea being that eventually they would be toppled 
and Brian would be the man. Now, Daniel did make it there, but it was not because of this group. In fact, before long, they made it harder than they needed to. The whole story was also about WWE admitting that it had faults and that it should listen to the fans, but nothing ever changed. Even after the McMahons and Triple H literally walked out in front of a crowd and said all this, it still didn't change. Really, this should have been the catalyst for a whole new era, and yet months after the fact, it was the same old, same old. And this wasn't all bad. There were some good moments, but it did act as a last straw for a lot of fans. They were done. Number three, the big show does the yes chant. Do you remember this in 2013? It was surreal. But for some reason, Vince McMahon decided that Daniel Bryan wasn't over and what was popular was the yes chant. Why that even matters, I don't know, but hey, WWE. To try and prove this, though, the act of taking your finger and throwing it in the air was given to the big show. The powers that be truly thought this would be enough for the crowd to switch their allegiance and support the larger man. And guess what? It didn't work. It's another of these occasions where you see the cracks in WWE's insistence that the plan was to always push Brian. And it's baffling, really. Even if you were right, it's Daniel who has manifested it. Stick with him. We know what the deal is here. However, he wasn't one of their guys, so we must do whatever we can to change it. Thank goodness this time it backfired. Number two, Rusev Day. This one hurt, my friends. This one hurt a lot. It is basically the same thing that we just got into, but after Rusev started claiming that every single day was Rusev Day and turning it into an absolute joy, Vinny Mac was back with his version of the truth. This wasn't the crowd backing the Bulgarian brute. They were mocking him, would somebody give me strength? The now Miro spoke about this on many a podcast, and look, I'm a fan, and I can tell you firsthand I was shouting this because Rusev is great, and I wanted him to succeed. But I may as well have yelled at a brick wall as it didn't help the man and was actually used against him. I mean, what are you meant to do? Thankfully, he has now found his place in AEW and surprise, surprise, he's excellent. Who the flub knew? Number one, nearly every NXT call-up. You already know the deal with this. For some reason, we would make someone awesome in NXT, find them a cool character to the point they were over, before bringing them to the main roster, hitting reset, and then we never saw them again. What a wonderful plan. This happened with so many guys, from Bailey to Finn Balor to Ricochet to EC3 to Bobby Roode to Karrion Cross to Keith Lee to Alistair Black, and, well, really, we could do this all day. Oddly, it ties into another entry in this video, namely the treatment of WCW. One of Vince McMahon's big problems there was that he didn't create these guys, so screw them. And even though he was supporting NXT financially, they got the same rule. He had to try and change them up, even though half the fun was seeing how wrestlers we'd invested in would actually succeed when they got to the main roster. I'm not sure anybody wanted a total 180, and what was the point of the third brand to begin with? It's all gone nuts now, as we know, a really baffling decision all around. And just to make it even more crazy, somebody asked Slipknot frontman Corey Taylor about this, and even he agreed he didn't didn't think it was a good idea either. What reality are we living in? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 